0: You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan Ray, here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO. All we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game, and of course, where they are now. So, hey, 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 everybody. I hope everybody's having a phenomenal day so far. Um, like I've been saying many, many times, I feel like Time's just flying by so, so fast. Like, uh, specifically this month, like the month of June, it feels like the first week of June was just two days ago, but now we're almost done the month of June. And man, next week is actually going to be Canada Day, which is just, it's so hard to believe. Like, it's so hard to comprehend how fast time is actually going by. So, I I mean, whatever I tell you guys to, to... you know, it's kind of taken into consideration for, you know, all all the self-help tips that I give you guys on on most episodes. I really do try to um, abide by them myself. Like, I try my hardest. Not going to say I, I always do them, but I try my best to take those things into consideration. So for this particular matter about you feeling like time is flying by really fast and you almost feel like you know, it almost feels like you um, kind of supinate your, your palms and try to scoop up some water or whatever liquid you want to pretend that is. And it's just literally running through your fingers. That's uh, that's the analogy that I would actually refer to when talking about how fast you feel like time is passing by. And when you do, the, the thing about it is when you consciously realize that time is flying by so fast it's one thing or another it's like you feel like wow I've, I've been having such a great time um you know having so much fun I don't know watching tv um, doing all the things that I love to do and therefore this is why I feel like time is going by so fast or you might feel like wow time is going by so fast and I feel like I haven't been productive enough to to make all that lost time count if that makes sense so honestly if you're uh, mostly like the second option uh, the solution is just following a schedule so whatever you want to do and specifically right now this is of utmost importance because most of us are still staying at home although uh, there's reopenings of businesses and whatnot. But those things are going to be happening eventually. It's not like all places are going to open up uh, all at once. So most of us are just are still staying at home, still have to work from home, study from home, whatever you have to do. So what I actually recommend everybody listening to this right now do to prevent that sort of feeling happening um, uh, in the first place is to follow a schedule. So write down... Okay, the most important things that you want to accomplish in a certain day or the, the tasks, say, that you want to accomplish before noon or before a certain period of time. And once you have those things written down, you just follow them according to their priority. So you do the, the most important thing and then followed by the second most important thing and so on and so forth. And another thing that I've been trying myself that I figured is is really, really helpful is to time yourself, do those things. So say you're studying or like working on um, a writing task or whatever it is, just time yourself for about, say, 25 minutes. Just set up a timer. And uh, while you're doing your task, while you're focusing on your work for that 25 minutes for that certain period of time, try to be super super focused not have your phone out or uh, be distracted by some other thing just put your 100% just be focused on the task 100% try your best not to not to get distracted okay and once that timer goes off just give yourself at like at least a five minute break if not like a 10 or 15 minute break and then during that break do all the things that you had the uh, the need to do while you were focusing on that task, say, um, I don't know, like checking your phone, texting your friend, I don't know, whatever you you uh, ha- wanted to do during those 25 minutes, just do all those things in your break, and then after that, again, get right back to work. So I've, I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I actually started doing this method like from two days ago, but I can honestly, I've started to see the improvements in myself, and uh, I know you guys are saying, well, Janon, that's that's all good, but ha- is there a way that I can relate it to sports and, you know, um, uh, the subject matter of our, of our show right now? Well, of course I can relate it to the, the, the subject matter of our, of our show right now, which is sports and, um, you know, fitness and working out. Of course you can do it for honestly every single task that you can possibly think of. You can do it while working out. Um you can have timed rounds of you doing a certain workout. And then while you're doing that workout, okay, don't touch your phone. Don't try to like look at your phone, try to, to, to change your music or whatever you do usually when you're working out. Just focus on that workout. Even if you are starting to feel fatigued just keep pushing through just let time guide you let time dominate over you if that makes sense like um i know you're ultimately the the subject of your own life um but uh, just just when the time finishes then you can do whatever you want to do okay but while you're timing yourself doing a certain task just focus on that task Okay. That is very, very important. So having said all of those things, it's just going way off the tangent. Um, really again, want to emphasize, if you are feeling like time is going by so fast and you feel like it's because you're not being productive enough, once again, um, set up a schedule, set your priorities and do those tasks in a timely manner. Okay. And once you do them, uh, uh, but at the end of the day you figure you actually realize and figure out that you've honestly accomplished those tasks and say listen it, it wasn't actually that hard and all it needed was just a little bit of planning out so that is honestly all there is to it and I'll honestly be really... Interested to know if um, you you guys actually give 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 that um, whole methodology a try and if it worked for you? So yes, please do contact us on social media can um, comment on our post and, or just tell us how you felt after uh, perhaps giving all those methods a try on facebook at tko podcast mma or on instagram as well at tko underscore podcast all right so i i hope you guys already are feeling a little bit more motivated uh, uh, today about all of the things that you want to accomplish and i hope the rest of the show is also going to help Help you, um, uh, uh, should I say, enhance and further your motivation, because today we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of interesting stuff, including some interesting MMA headlines, some of the things that um, you know we've been kind of talking about for the past few weeks. But um, today we're going to be we're going to be giving you a little bit of uh, more detail about some of those uh, things that we have already talked about. And I'm, I'm going to be um, getting specific about that in a, in a second. But also, uh, like I said, yes, we are going to be having a UFC fight night this upcoming weekend. Uh, this is actually going to be our last UFC fight night happening in Las Vegas in the UFC Apex Center. So this time around, ladies and gents, we are going to be having a lightweight bout between the former Interim lightweight champion Dustin Poirier And he's going to be fighting off against the top contender In this um, really interesting division, I should say, Dan Hooker And also for the co-main event uh, The UFC has not disappointed us at all Because we're going to be having a Walter welterweight bout Between the notorious Mike Perry And he's going to be fighting off uh, the, the extremely talented jiu-jitsu practitioner Mickey Gall so uh, I'm personally really, really excited about um, uh, all, all, first of all, all the fights that are happening on this um, main card and I would definitely recommend all of you guys to catch up with it. Uh, but most uh, most likely we are going to be breaking down the two bouts that I just mentioned. All right, but before we get into that, I do, like I said, I do have a few headlines to go through uh and after that we're gonna be breaking down those two belts so now without further ado let's get started okay so first things first uh if you have been following our social media you you probably did realize that we've been posting a lot about mike tyson actually so uh things have been looking really really interesting and really really optimistic i should say for mike tyson We've already said this on our show, but Mike Tyson is actually scheduled to have a charity fight in the near future. And so because of that, he is in a crazy shape right now. He has been training extremely hard and there's been surfacing videos of him just doing boxing drills and hitting pads. Like, he's still at his prime. And mind you, Mike Tyson is actually... I'm going to tell you the exact age, but um, he's he's like 52 or 54, if I'm not mistaken. And for someone that age to I mean, of course, when he was young and when he was still at his prime, he was one of the greatest of all time. No doubt about that. But the fact that you have someone like that, you know, just being uh, laid off and not practicing and training for such a long time, even gaining so much weight in the meanwhile. And now for them to make this huge comeback and actually, you know, deciding to step up and um, lose all that weight, shed off all that weight. And get into um, get into a shape that is fight worthy, okay? Like that is actually match worthy. That takes a lot of effort and a lot of dedication. And so we do have to give Mike Tyson a huge credit for having having accomplished that. And uh, it, like I said, it is not easy to do. But uh, because of that, um, there's a lot of people. A lot of former uh, athletes, former boxers and former champions um, that has has, kind of called on those type of people to, I guess, uh, speak up for themselves and say that, hey, if Mike Tyson can do it, then I can probably do it too. And speaking of such people, we've had Oscar De La Hoya, Say such a thing. So Oscar De La Hoya, we all know him, the prodigy. When he was um, still fighting, and when he was still at his prime, he 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 was the welterweight champion. He defeated notable people like uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, and uh, he was he was a really really uh, a good boxer at the time. But again, you know, and when when you get older, You just decide to retire because your body just can't take it anymore and so instead he decided to take up um, uh, just having his own boxing promotion and so right now with Golden Boy Boxing uh, promotion he uh, he has the opportunity of being the promoter of uh, many many notable boxers right now people like Canelo Al- Alvarez excuse me and uh, Ryan Garcia so uh we can all agree to the fact that oscar de la hoya is uh well off like there's no uh, at least financial reason for him to decide to come back for a legitimate boxing fight you know just to get money or whatever it is that he wants to accomplish so if I were Oscar De La Hoya, I probably wouldn't want to come back. And uh, I also, I think it's important to note his age as well. So he's forty-seven years old. And I know I just said all those things about Mike Tyson, but Mike Tyson, he actually has a actual date on the line. Like he he knows that he will be fighting sometime, like eventually, for that charity fight. But uh, Oscar, the fact that Oscar De La Hoya has actually come out and said that he also would be interested in doing something similar, that actually caught me a lot by surprise, and uh, I didn't really expect him to say something like that. And uh, as uh, as a fan, uh, uh, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Oscar De La Hoya's uh, boxing style and uh, just just his fights and how he how he used to be back in the day. And my thing is, uh, for for people like that, um, I, I, for people like Oscar De La Hoya, who are such um, uh, uh, such intelligent and wise business minds, I would I would just recommend them to to stick to their current business. Not to say that uh, they're gonna extremely mess up if they got back into boxing. I, I just wouldn't recommend it. When we see someone like Mike Tyson trying to make a comeback in, in such a fight. Listen, that that um, Mike Tyson is just a different type of beast. And I really do want to say that to to compare Mike Tyson to Oscar De La Hoya and their uh, their comeback abilities, you know, after having such a long layoff from from fighting and boxing, I would say it's like comparing apples to oranges. When you say Mike Tyson there is, a, there, you're always going to be talking about Mike Tyson as long as boxing exists. When we say boxing, we, we, always, we immediately are reminded of people like Mike Tyson, people like Muhammad Ali. Not to say, again, I don't want to devalue Oscar De La Hoya, but I'm just saying, it wouldn't really be the wisest thing for him to decide to make a comeback and actually start fighting. Because I think he is a much more successful businessman and promoter right now than if he were to just decide to retire from uh, from his business and just start fighting uh, all of a sudden. It just doesn't really make sense to me. Now, uh, of course, I'll be pretty open-minded to whatever you guys think uh, about this whole issue. So do you guys think that Oscar De La Hoya is he actually capable of making a comeback in boxing if you do agree or if you don't agree make sure that you tell us on social media at tko underscore podcast on instagram let us know what you think and uh yeah i'm actually really interested to see uh, what other other fans and other, other people uh think about this certain issue Um, But if anything else happens we'll definitely keep you guys updated you can be rest assured of that all right so enough of that another thing that I do want to go through before doing the breakdowns is another MMA headline So uh, I can't quite recall if we've already talked about this uh, upcoming bout, but on August 15th, we are going to be having the third fight between the current heavyweight champion at the UFC, Stephen Miocic, and the former heavyweight champion and the former, again, light heavyweight champion at the UFC, Daniel Cormier. So this this was just announced. The fight is actually going to be ha- going to be held in the UFC Apex Center in Las Vegas once again. Um, and there's actually been quite a few objections about uh, about the fact that it is going to be held in the Apex Center. Now, initially, I didn't really know why, like why it would actually make a difference. But it turns out that it does because the octagon that is um, placed inside the UFC Apex Center is actually not the same size um, uh, as, the, uh, as the original um, a UFC cage that we tend to see in uh, various events. Okay, so this was actually interesting because the UFC Apex Center cage is only 25 feet. Um, uh, the size is 25 feet, but the original UFC cage is 30 feet. Um uh, or square feet. I'm sorry if I if I messed up my measurements, but um, So the the big point is that the original UFC cage is much bigger than the one that is present in the UFC Apex Center. And the fact that the two, like these, these two top-notch fighters are going to be having their fight in this smaller cage, a lot of people are, are, are arguing that it could help the fighters or it might actually um, be detrimental to their performance. So just think about it. When you are fighting in a more restricted area, you probably won't have uh, that many opportunities uh, Of Running away from your opponent Which I thought was interesting Because that is actually what Steven Miocic tends to do In his fights We've often seen him have his Most uh, successful fights And knockouts When his opponent throws a shot And when Stipe Miocic is um, Kind of having this Backward motion so he's not actually charging forward he's um, stepping back but in the meanwhile he throws he tends to usually throw a counter punch that that is the punch that will knock out his opponent so the opponent throws a punch stipe backs up but in the meanwhile he exchanges with a counter punch that is really really deadly and really really powerful now um, the fact that the the current octagon is the, the, the octagon for this fight is going to be smaller. obviously it's not gonna give um, someone like Stephen Miochich that much room for uh, maneuvering, I should say. So thing I feel like he needs to adjust a few things in his game strategy. Of course he still possesses the same uh, power of, uh, of shots. And he still possesses the same accuracy when it, when it comes to his um, striking and his shots It's just a matter of how, how he's going to allow for that particular space between himself and his opponent In order for that shot to be as effective If the fight were to happen in a, in a bigger octagon, in, an, in the actual normal octagon So I think that's definitely something that Stephen Miocic needs to look into but uh, on the other hand, um, Danny Cormier has actually come out and said that um, he is all in favor of this smaller octagon for this particular fight. We all know, um, not Stipe, excuse me, but Danny Cormier uh, he tends to favor wrestling. Of course uh, he he um, wrestled for team USA in the Olympics. Uh, he was actually a medalist. Of course he wants to wrestle with Stipe Miocic. that is his forte. So when when someone like Stevan Miocic, who's such a good striker, um, uh, you're you're, fa- you're facing someone like him, and he's so much taller than you, and so it is almost guaranteed that um, the the opponent, meaning Stevan Miocic, is going to rely on his striking because they definitely have more advantage when it comes to striking against you and potentially landing more shots on you. What is your your um, counter defense? Well, of course, it has in a, in a game of MMA, it's almost always wrestling, and who uh, who else better than Daniel Cormier to to actually execute such a plan? So Daniel Cormier said that he loves this smaller octagon because now um, because of the fact that Stipe doesn't really have uh, as much escape room he can t- attempt as many takedowns as he wants specifically he mentioned single leg takedowns which i thought was interesting as well because when he attempts for those takedowns um you know the the area is just so restricted so he attempts for, th- for those takedowns it's harder for for um his opponent to try to get a- get away from that takedown attempt so not to say that he will always go down, but there's a uh, there's a higher chance of him um, uh, not being able to defend that takedown attempt and actually going down. So, considering all those things, uh, this is one of the main reasons why you should all watch this fight between Miočić and Daniel Cormier DC, because it is going to be in a new setting. We have already seen that um, each guy has had his own his own moment and in his own night in the past two fights that the two had. The first fight, Cormier won over Miocic. Um, it was his night. He was uh, so happy as a champion, but eventually had to just um, uh, leave the leave the division for a while and just stick to commentating. And then in the second fight. We saw Steven after such a long layoff of of about a year or so, he comes back and then he demolishes, man, uh, Daniel Cormier. So uh, each guy has one score uh, so far. And now we have this third fight and it's happening in such special circumstances. So who do you think is actually going to win this fight? Well, we just have to wait and see for it to actually happen. And if they are uh, going to be making any adjustments to the octagon, because I've also heard a lot of things about uh, the UFC people potentially changing um, the the octagon size. Which will just um, scrap everything that we just talked about. But uh, I, I really doubt it because I've heard that if they do change the octagon size to what it normally is. Um, it, it, they also have to change the lighting and all the... All the production stuff that is already set up in the UFC Apex Center. So most likely not. They probably won't change it up. But um, if they do, we'll definitely keep you guys updated about that as well. All right. So enough of that. Now we can finally get into our fight breakdown. So Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker this upcoming Saturday, everybody. UFC Apex Center. So. This one's going to be really exciting um D- Dustin Poirier we all saw how he was literally at the top of the world when he was the interim champion and when he fought uh the current lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov um it's just let's just say it wasn't his night um he he could have performed much much better because in my opinion, uh, Dustin Poirier is is a, is a much better striker than uh, say Khabib, but his only uh, weakness, I should say, was that he when when Khabib did his thing, which is strong, strong wrestling and honestly unbeatable wrestling, he he just let it happen, and I feel like that's where um, he he was off, and I feel like. Uh, for this fight that he's going to be having against dan hooker well obviously dan hooker is a much different fighter than khabib no doubt about that but um i i I can't tell you for sure that dan hooker is going to be the type of guy who who actually does favor uh fighting on the ground to to take things to jujitsu and potentially submission uh, so for that, I would say Dustin Poirier, if he has learned um, anything from how he performed against Khabib uh, when he was still the interim champion, then I would say he, he actually has a chance of be, uh, dominating over someone as good as Dan Hooker. Uh, and having said that, I think Dan Hooker overall, he, he is a very well-rounded mixed martial artist uh but the fact that um you know he has the wrestling excuse me he has the striking and he has the grappling so he can honestly do what whatever he desires to do but the smartest thing would be to do something that dustin poirier isn't really accustomed to doing and like i said in my opinion that would be taking him down and actually grappling with them because if you just want to compare their their striking abilities Dustin Poirier he's a really really good striker and so is Dan Hooker but for the fact that Dan Hooker is so comfortable and so talented in all those other um, areas of mixed martial arts uh, as a strategy thing I would suggest that he grapples with Dustin Poirier instead instead of just trying to outbox him now that is my uh, definite suggestion to Dan Hooker but, uh, oh man, we're almost out of time. But uh, that there's your main event of the evening for this upcoming Saturday. And like I said, we're also going to be having Mike Perry fighting off Mickey Gall, the Jiu-Jitsu, uh, uh, the jiu-jitsu God, I should say. I I, I I really do praise Mickey Gall for his uh, submission skills. But uh, yes, this whole uh, UFC fight night is going to be exciting. So definitely catch up with the whole card and oh man i'm just looking at the clock right now unfortunately that is all the time we're gonna have for this week everybody you already know make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with our previous episodes and you can also go to spotify and itunes to catch up with previous episodes as well and until next time it's your girl janan right here and this is tko peace out